This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's the Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. Ronnie and Jan are on again. Ronnie good. Martin and uh, good morning, Truman. Good morning. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jan Stewart. Bless your heart. And uh, you're dressed for fall, Janny. It feels fall. Have you been outside? Uh, feels like uh, actually winter out there this it's morning. It's cold. I don't like it. it. It's dropped. Uh, 30 degrees since I've been up uh, early this morning. Oof, Unbelievable. Yeah. Thanks for your compliments on my hat this morning, by the way. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, just a wonderful hat. I mean, where did you buy that? I mean, I w- was that in New York or? or? <laughs> Maybe from a store in New York. I, bought, I think I bought it online. Oh, did you? Yes, sir. Thanks for liking it as much we'll as you We'll get you one for Christmas. No, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a baseball hat or a football hat type guy. I, you wear it well. I, yeah, I, I don't do those. Uh, Jan, tell me about your trip up into the mountains. You, you sent me some uh, nice uh, photos of the leaves and and the hills and everything. You had a good time, didn't you? We had a blast. We and, were there for from Wednesday night to Sunday, and the leaves were beautiful and perfect. And yeah, we had a real good time. Yeah. And you had a you took a big buck was in the uh, mm-hmm. one of the pictures. Yeah, beautiful. We saw quite a few. But but you had a bigger one in your front yard. We do. Did did you take that this morning? That or? was yesterday. Yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope you can keep him safe. You know. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying. Hunting to get season him to come is going big right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm trying to keep him safe. Did he you see any any bears? Any mm-hmm. bear? There. Yep, we saw a little family of four bears, and then we saw one big bear kind of back off the... Yeah. How far away from the bears were you? The little family of four were maybe 15 or 20 feet. Mm. They were just right out there, but, I mean, you got to know, they, they're they there all the time, and yeah. they're used to people driving by and walking by. We walked right up there and took some pictures, and then there was one big one that was a couple hundred yards away that we saw. So. Would you recommend the mountains right now? Or, or I'm, I'm sure the leaves are falling fast. Yeah, I would have recommended it last weekend, but right now I don't know the way they're falling around here. I yeah. Don't know. But it was really pretty up there last weekend. I can't believe the bank could afford to let you be gone that much. <laughs> Listen, I work hard, but I also like vacations. Yeah. Well, you ha- you have to regenerate, get your you battery do, going again. You do, and sometimes again. I just need a break from some people. Yeah. 
I don't know who that would be. I can't imagine who that would be. That wouldn't be the customers, of course. No, never. No. It would be Ronnie Martin. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just be honest. I know a lot of the customers just absolutely love you to death, Jenny. Yeah, I enjoy them, too. I there, love all my customers. Yeah, there, there, there's one in particular. She just said that, that you're just the, the best thing that, that she could ever have as far as someone. that got to be talking about Mentoriette. I love her. Yeah, yeah. She's the sweetest thing ever. Isn't she? Yep. I say that to Jan all the time. She didn't ever call me the sweetest thing that ever. That means the sweetest person ever. No. <laughs> how how good you are, but you don't ever say I'm the sweetest thing ever. You've just kind of disappeared lately, Ronnie. I don't see you or hear from you as much. What in the world is going on? That's not true. I'm here. You see me all the time. I just don't come to breakfast. And we're not at the gym, so that's probably what you're feeling. What happened? I, you know, it's changed <laughs> a lot. Uh, there's some things that... Um, um, the relationships mm-hmm. uh, of the people has changed as far as the ones that actually run uh, that particular workout place. Now, you're a big relationship person, so are you telling me you feel good about the relationship you've got there now? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. At least he's uh, given it a chance. Um, <laughs> a lot of, lot of the guys that were members there, I don't see them anymore at all. Yeah, it, it really left. has drained out a little bit, but um, you know, it takes a while, I think, to kind of get a feel of what's going on there. You know, we used to go in and and get there early, like right. a, a number of us do, because we all have responsibilities outside the place. Right, and they would have uh, workers come in, but they would lock the door mm-hmm. behind them and would not open up until a specific time when it would be just as easy and and probably be a um, a welcoming point as yeah. far as how the the uh the people who are members would relate to them so it's going to it's going to take a while I, i've got a feeling you know i think um it's a it's a great reminder how important communication is yes and when you have change and transition how absolutely critical it is to over communicate rather than under communicate yeah and you know during that transition when um of course the mac is what we're talking about when it became avalon which is what Mm -hmm. it is now um certainly uh, want avalon to be successful and want, want all business to be successful but um, there was not great communication during that transition, and it felt very clunky, and it didn't feel warm the way it had felt, you know, previously. Yeah. And so I think that's something they're going to have to overcome now, you know, uh, to, to defend them a little bit. They did go in and um, start remodeling the gym during that process, which was probably yeah. tough. Um, but the other thing is... A lot of know, new equipment new equipment (laughs) but as you know you know we had relationships with a lot of the trainers there and yeah and the uh the mac all gone well yeah and so most of them not by choice the mac had a relationship where those folks could you know have space and train their clientele at the mac and that's not really the avalon's model which you know certainly they're they're right as a business owner to change that especially Mm -hmm. a new business owner but again it goes back to communication um I don't think that was done probably the way it should have been done, and so I think there's going to be a little collateral fallout. So I think that's probably what you're. And there were seeing. a lot of local people that that worked in there <clears throat> who had uh, 
uh, relationships with a lot of the people that went in and worked out. Do you still see good time Tommy there? Is he still there? Tommy Davidson? I have not seen him there. I think you're usually gone by the time he comes in. He's a 6 o'clock guy, and you're a, like, 4 a.m. guy. yeah. So, yeah, I think Tommy's probably gone. I'm having lunch with him today. Sorry well, to tell know. him, hey. I will. Is, I, I presume he, he's got a big business with the uh, Pinnacle Bank. He does. Um, he's one of our biggest clients, biggest yeah. supporters. Tommy is, that's one great thing about, you talk about um, relationships. Tommy's very much a relationship guy. And yeah, if he you, is. If you take care of him and you build that trust and rapport, um, he is one of those that will scream your name from the top of the building, much like you are. I mean, you've been a great supporter of, of Jan and I and, and Pinnacle, and Tommy's very much like that. He's all When he's in with you, he's all in. Bank is one of your best friends if you have a good relationship with them. Oh, yeah. And uh, I have been uh, very fortunate to be friends with you two guys, and uh, um, it makes a difference when you've got someone that's handling uh, a large portion of your uh, funds, you might say, and that's what you're looking forward to is the future uh, when you're dealing with a bank. that that's. I know that there's really no such thing as a local, hardly a local bank anymore, but I have the feeling that it's still a local bank, and that makes a big difference with me. Yeah, and I think, you know, that definition of local bank has changed as the financial services industry has evolved. And so, mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, everything, because of the technology and because of all of the products and services that are out there, you know, it's, it's really hard for a small bank mm -hmm. to offer that full offering of products and services. And the the counter argument is to be competitive in this what I'm going to call modern economy advanced um, technological economy you really have to be able to compete with the largest banks or you're at a real disadvantage and so yeah. you know I think Pinnacle um, and I've said a lot of good things about Pinnacle and it's not just because that's where we work uh, I say that very objectively as someone that's been in the financial services business for 25 years I mean it's really it's really the uh, only adult job I've had, grown-up job I've had, has been in a bank, you know, since I was about 19, um, mm -hmm. other than some part-time part -time stuff I did in college. But, you know, Pinnacle has just done, um, they've been so intentional about preserving that community feel um, while not leaving behind the need to grow, the need to invest in technology, to offer a, a full you know, um, offering of services, no matter what your business need is. Um, I, Pinnacle's done that as well as any financial institution I'm aware of. And on top of that, um, to pull together a group of people that are like-minded in serving the community, but also serving one another in the process of doing the job that we do day in and day out. I mean, you know, you, say, you hear people talk about this all the time, uh, Jan and Tyler and, you know, the people we work with, Dan and other folks. Mm -hmm. We spend more time with each other, generally speaking, during the day at work than we do with our own families. You know, the oh, weekends. Yeah, I know how that is. Yeah, and you, you've been there too. So it matters yeah. who you work with. It matters enjoying uh, your time at work because if you, if you have a uh, great workplace, generally the way you serve others is better. 
you get more enjoyment, more job satisfaction, um, and so it, it, it makes it easier to be away from your families and, you know, do the things we've got to do to support ourselves, to live. You um, being at the bank and all your responsibilities there, and then you took on another major responsibility uh, with the city council. Yes, sir. And in both areas, you are serving the public. Try and, to. And uh, it's um, it's a very difficult time right now to be an elected official, isn't it? Because of all the negativity going on in Washington and, and maybe in the state and things like that. But uh, you've handled it very well because you don't ignore the people that you're actually serving, and that makes a big difference, doesn't it? Well, Truman, you're, as usual, you're, you're very kind to me, and I appreciate that. <clears throat> I will tell you, um, for me personally, it's been very easy to serve the people of the community. That's mm -hmm. not been hard. Um, yeah. And look, and that, that, that goes, you know, that's the case whether they're happy with you or unhappy with you. It's just, it's not been hard for me to put myself in other people's shoes. Uh, for me to be empathetic about disagreements we may have on certain issues. But I have such a strong sense of responsibility on what my obligation is in that role um, that, you know, it, it, it's been pretty easy to do that. I think the harder thing as someone who is an outsider to politics and really not overly interested in politics, just to be totally candid, um, the political part of that has been a harder adjustment. Um, working with staff, trying to figure out how that works, uh, working with the other council members, the other elected officials, the state delegation, um, that's really tricky. And um, especially if you have very strict um, rules of the road, so to speak, where you say, I'm not gonna deviate from this or I'm not gonna deviate from that. You know, the minute you come to a roadblock with someone, uh, it gets really hard to maintain those working relationships um, in, in a true, genuine format. I mean, you know, you a lot of times you, you put on the smile for the people that you serve with and you go through those motions, but there's a lot of undercarriage to the work that has to be done. Um, but um, like I said, I, I, I feel like I've had, um, you know, a lot of success in some areas very very proud about being available uh being a resource to people being able to uh, you know and i do this on a daily basis offer explanation for the why behind what we do um, sometimes that's easy um and i don't know what i'd call it fun but it's uh, it's certainly not a, a burden to do that even if even when it's difficult because a lot mm -hmm. of those topics are difficult other times it's really hard because you know what you know um to be the, the case <clears throat> isn't always necessarily flattering of others uh, in some of those tough issues. And so you're constantly trying to make a decision on how much of this do I share? And then it gets really difficult um, as an individual to say, you know, I don't want to say something negative about this person or this group or whatever else. But the truth is a little different than what a lot of people think. And, and that part's been really hard for me. I, you know, I, I don't know that I could give myself super high marks uh, I've I've tried to 
be gracious with myself um, and do the absolute best I can and and just kind of push through that stuff when it comes up. But talking to the citizens and working through those issues, that's not been a challenge. You've always been um, maybe nice is not the right word, but you've uh, never been one to um, get into an argument outside the uh, council floor. You you don't do that. You don't uh, attack the people that may not be uh, um, the type of people that you would want to um, um, support or you can see maybe their uh, particular um, failures as either city councilman or or a, or a mayor or or the uh, sure. um, city manager you've always but you've always tried to work hard to put your particular uh, views in in running the the city and all of those particular things that um, uh, you have a, a a real deep insight into how you feel a city of the size of Murfreesboro right. should be run. Yes, and and I think you've always handled that well, but it's got to be gut wrenching sometimes. And, and 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 we've all been through those particular type situations sure. if you've ever been elected to uh, serve the people and um i can see why a lot of really uh very bright people who and and knowledgeable that uh, i can see why they will step aside in today's world uh, i don't think i would want to be involved in, in any type of political situation um I, I i applaud you in in how you've done but but um it's my understanding that you're not looking as you said earlier mm-hmm. at um, um running again for right. city council yeah i just um you know it's um and as i've told you there are a lot of reasons for that there's not just one um when I ran for council or had the, you know, um, idea to run for council, the world was very different in 2018, <clears throat> which is when I started exploring that. Yeah. And, um, you know, since then we've had a pandemic and um, I was looking at a future where I saw my house being down to two people, my wife and I, mm-hmm. children being gone trying to feel space and opportunity, uh, seeing the connectivity between having the opportunity to serve and what I felt like was some contribution that would be useful, uh, you know, paired with a willingness to serve. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, after the pandemic, which was right in the middle of my term, um, you know, all of our kids came home. uh, So the house filled back up and, um, you know, you had forgotten it's, and I don't know if all parents feel this way, but I think as kids are approaching high school graduation and getting ready to start that next chapter of their journey to go to college, you know, I think in a lot of cases, they're not, they're kind of ready to go. Yeah. And in a lot of cases, the parents are probably ready for them to go. Um, but a couple of years in college 
does a lot for both, I think, parents and young adults. And so when, when, when my kids started coming back as uh, juniors and seniors and <clears throat> progressing towards master's degrees, they were different than when yeah. they had left. And we had had a break from them being there and a gap between that. And, and just to be candid with you, um, I didn't anticipate that happening. And so there have been a lot of things that um, I've wanted to spend time doing um, that I couldn't do because of the obligation I made to counsel, which I yeah. take very seriously. And so I've tried not to take my foot off the gas um, with my commitment there and then trying to manage my responsibilities at work and to my team and, uh, you know, obviously to my wife. But, you know, the kids are more interested now in spending time with me than they probably were before they left. Wow. And so um, I, I hate not being there when they want to talk or when they want to go to dinner or when they want to go on a hike. And I say, well, I can't. I've got, you know, planning or counsel or this or that. And, you know, a lot of those things I still do, um, they're, they're, they're selected or they're elective in the sense that I don't have to be there. Mm -hmm. But that goes back to my commitment to what I could control about service, which was being available, doing the work, being informed, and putting in the effort so that when I get a call from someone, I've got some answer other than what I've been told about what we're doing and why we're doing. I've, mm -hmm. I've got my own thoughts. I've got my own information. I can explain it. Um, doesn't make my my view right or wrong, but um, you know I've been committed to that because I felt like that was that was my part of the bargain when I said please vote for me to do this. That was my part of the deal. What I what I didn't know, <clears throat> and this is the second one of the other big reasons outside of family and and kind of how those things have changed. Um, you know, I, and I've told you this, um, you know, I, I do not feel like I have been able to be as effective as maybe I thought I could be. Um, and, and some of those are personal choices I've made, either to um, stand my ground on certain issues and not bend, whether it be to try to follow the rules and not bend the rules, whether it be the amount of trust I had in certain staff members about certain issues, uh, where I might have had conflicting information. Mm -hmm. And so, <clears throat> you know, overall as a council member, and all I can do is again speak for, for Ronnie Martin, I just was not as effective in being able to do some things that I thought we should be doing. And, and part of that was because there were some different visions uh, on the council, which I think different opinions are certainly a good thing. Um, but I, I would acknowledge that I think sometimes uh, those outcomes get hijacked without really deserving the airtime that they deserve. And so, you know, a lot of people will comment that, you know, this was decided before you get to council or before it was ever brought up. And the truth is that does happen. It happens a lot. Um, I think know. most people understand that. Yeah. And, and look, and there's good reasons for that. I can argue yeah. the other side of that, that it, it would just be with the amount of business that goes on in a city of our size, if we had to uh, publicly debate every single thing that goes on, you know, in exhaustion, I mean, our council meetings probably be eight hours a week. And so um, I, I do acknowledge that there's a place for, um, you know, consolidating the viewpoints. Um, I just would question the tactics and the strategy about when that's done and on the specific issues of why it's done. And, and I don't always agree that that's in the public's best interest. I think it's in, uh, sometimes it's in 
the elected body's best interest because those conversations are difficult or because we don't want to answer some of those questions. And so, you know, that's my opinion on that. And others may disagree, and that's their right to disagree. But, um, but it's just been that work um, and the lack of being able to make a difference as a council member um, and, you know, again, combined with kids and work and everything else, I'm just, I, I'm not in a place where I can say I'm going to do the same amount of work that I did the first time around in that role. And so I know it's not the thing for me to do again, at least now. Being the new kid on the block is pretty tough, isn't it? It is tough. Um, and I'm sure there are plenty of things I should have done and could have done differently to make that easier on me. But, you know, I am who I am. So, well, one against six sometimes is, <laughs> yeah. is, is a big load to overcome isn't it? it it is and you know i think um there are two prevailing thoughts about that there are plenty of people on the council that would say uh, a healthy um disagreement amongst council members is good for the city and i think mm -hmm. they believe that and I, yeah. and I would probably agree that that's true too however some of the same people saying that depending upon the issue that's in front of us would sure like for there to be full agreement because they don't want to create even the appearance that something is not in unified agreement. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Especially yeah. if there's strong feelings in the community on that stuff because, um, and this is what's hard about it, you know, you start measuring individual council members' credibility and character and honesty and all those sorts of things. And that's a real slippery slope because you, know, you think about the people that we have on the council. Um, we've got amazing individual people on the council who have had yeah. amazing success in what they do and they're well respected in the community and so you know you start saying well why would this council member not agree with that when they appear to be reasonable or why would that person not agree with the group when they appear to be very knowledgeable mm -hmm. um and it raises all kinds of questions that are really hard to answer and so um i, I think that is part of the you know the democratic process that we have um, and, you know, uh, for better or worse, that work is messy sometimes. Well, it's nice to have a city manager that's perfect <laughs> because um, when, when you think about it, if you run for city council and the, all the judgments are going to be pretty much on what he tells you sure. or he or she at sure. and uh, uh, that makes the job a whole lot easier. But when you are elected to a position like that, uh, I would think that uh, you need to do all your research that needs to be done to make a decision that you feel like is the right decision. And I'm not too sure that happens. We're going to take a quick break. Okay. We'll be right back with Ronnie Martin. The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. 
Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Del Wamsley here. The first thing you're going to have to learn is until you stop expecting the politicians or anyone else to change your life, your life isn't going to change. The only person who can change your life is you, but you need to know how. Turn off the pundits and turn on the passive income. Tune in to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Listen to my show, the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. Catch the Del Wamsley Radio Show Monday through Saturday, 11 to noon, here on News Radio WGNS. If you want to get some barbecue, i tell you how to do it. Head for the Slick Pig and you're into it. Just walk through the door at 1920 East Main and your nose will send a message right to your brain. Say, mmm, smells good. And barbecue. Slick Pig. They got ribs and beans. Got spicy wings. Slick Pig. A Murfreesboro tradition. 1920 East Main. French's Shoes and Boots has the hottest brands and unbeatable deals that you won't find anywhere else. But these deals can't last. Everyone wants the wildly popular Hey Dude shoes, and French's has them. You can always browse the huge selection of new styles from top brands like Ariat, Justin, and Twisted X. Or come see why our famous bargain racks are known for the best deals around. It makes good sense to shop at French's. French's Shoes and Boots. 1837 South Church Street in Murfreesboro. Hey, it's Men's Health Month, so be sure to get all your levels tested with a comprehensive annual health assessment at Low T Center. They'll check all your levels, not just your testosterone levels. Low T Center exclusively specializes in men's wellness. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, notice weight gain and loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. Low T Center can determine the cause and help. And now, Low T Center offers the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for only $155 a month for self-pay or covered by most health insurance. And they can ship directly to your home. Uh, let me say again, it's only $155 a month for monitored self-inject treatments, and they ship directly to you. At Low T Center, most insurance is accepted. Be sure to book your appointment online right now at LowTCenter.com. That's LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. Funeral services for Laverne Police Detective Lieutenant Kevin Stolinski were held at 11 o'clock Wednesday morning at Life Point Church on Legacy Drive in Smyrna. He died while on duty last week in what was described as a medical incident. Laverne Police Chief Chip Davis worked with Stolinski for 18 of the detective's 20 years on the force. The chief posthumously promoted Sergeant Stolinski to the rank of lieutenant. Bagpipers and pallbearers escorted Stolinski from the sanctuary to an area outside the church for a 21-gun salute, presentation of flags to the family, and the playing of taps. He was laid to rest at Roselawn Memorial Garden. Detective Lieutenant Kevin Stolinski joined the Laverne Police Department in 2001. There was a serious accident on South Church Street in front of Pilot Gas Station Wednesday night. 
Freesboro police say a driver had a possible medical episode prior to or during the wreck. Authorities reported her vehicle left the roadway, jumped a curb, and slammed into the side of a semi, causing about 100 gallons of fuel to spill. Murfreesboro Fire and Rescue able to contain the spill, and hazmat crews were called to the scene to clear the area. Both drivers taken to the hospital to be treated. Governor Bill Lee is appealing to law enforcement professionals to move to Tennessee. In a video posted to YouTube yesterday, the governor called for cops in New York all the way out to sheriff's deputies in L.A. to join the Tennessee Highway Patrol. He touted the state's low cost of living and no income tax. He also referenced the state's pushback against vaccine and mask mandates. News on demand 24-7 at our website, WGNSRadio.com. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. The Good Neighbor Network, on air and online at WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's most trusted source for local news. And I would highly recommend Adams Place. It's a place to enjoy life. It's comfortable. The settings are homelike and not sterile. Adams Place is a place they're looking out for you. You feel at home, and I'm very fortunate there's a lot of people here I already knew. To get back to the food, I want to say one thing. The chef does a fabulous job here. I'm Larry Castelli. You know, I would highly recommend Adam's Place. The holiday season can be an expensive and stressful time of year. Whether you need help with a little extra funds, managing the money you already saved, or getting a head start saving for next year's Christmas presents, Heritage South can help. In fact, we help when others won't. Drop by any of our five area locations or visit our website, heritagesouth.org, to learn more about holiday specials at Heritage South Community Credit Union. Insured by NCUA. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. Skies will become mostly sunny here for this afternoon, with temperatures steady early, then slowly falling. Winds out of the northwest at 10 to 15 miles per hour, gusting as high as 20. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 43. Premier Six Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights, showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline, 896-4100, or go see a movie.com. Popcorn pop fresh daily. Their movie hotline, 896-4100, or go see a movie.com. Premier Six on Broad and Jackson Heights. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard. It's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Three other people that do the ladies there. I believe we're back. Um, let's see. I was uh, pretty much held at bay by Larry Stewart last time. <laughs> We were eating at Bud's, and uh, he said that Jan did not get very much time the last time you two were on. I think she should. He was not happy whatsoever. All right. Uh, Jan doesn't require much time. So can She's I ask Jan questions? She's just glad to be here and spend time with you guys. Well, you. Well, you, you're a lot of fun, Jan. You really are. Well, thanks. Uh, t- tell me a little bit more about your vacation. I know you 
you don't get away from the bank very much. Uh, <laughs> you, you spend. I have clients that would argue that that's not true, but <laughs> I, I really don't get away from the bank very much. But we had a big time in Gallenberg. It's really pretty. Yeah. Lots of things. What was your favorite thing about that? Um, probably going to Cade's Coves. Ooh, that's where you saw the bears. Seeing, yeah. Yeah. Seeing the leaves. Um, we did the old timey photos, and that was fun. There was a big group of us. There was 10 of us, so hmm. we had fun. I even suffered through watching the UT game. Yeah, let's not even mention that. <laughs> uh, when you saw the bears, did, uh, how many cubs was with the mama bear? It was hard to tell because they were kind of the same size. It looked to me like two mamas and two babies, but yeah. I'm not sure. Hmm. I thought I one, of, one, one of the more interesting, uh, almost thrilling thing that I remember being at Cage Cove there was a mom and three cubs, mm. and um, some uh, kid, I think he was from up north somewhere, mm-hmm. he had gotten out of his car, and he saw them, and all the rest of us, we were just enjoying the scene. He went over and got a little bit too close and was oh, taking no. pictures, <laughs> and she charged him. Mm. Oh. He flew to that car screaming and everything, and... <laughs> You know, I, I I guess we should have been more alarmed, but we were being entertained by right. it. And, and he jumped in the back seat of that car and screaming, let's go, let's go. Of course, they fired out of there, and, and then just everything went back to normal. Yeah, there was a park ranger standing there making sure nobody got too close, so, and I knew I wasn't going to take that chance, so I'm not a very fast runner. So, you you People underestimate how fast black bear can move um, about 30 miles an hour I, I i had never seen that until i went hiking and had an encounter kind of a walk-up encounter on and about 50 percent of the time we go hiking in the smokies we yeah. see black bear is that where you saw this one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh we were sitting down uh we were taking a break sitting down at the bottom at the base of some trees and you hear these claw marks just kind of start going crazy mm-hmm. and at a tree that was you know, probably 30, 40 feet from where we were, there was a black bear that was hugging a tree and had his claws and basically sliding down the tree, which is yeah. what we heard. Of course, you know, a bunch of grown men who are very proud and brave <laughs> obviously freeze and we're all scared to death at what we hear and see. But what probably scared me more than the noise was when the bear hit the ground. Thankfully, it ran away from us, but I couldn't believe how fast, for, to be as big as that animal was, how fast it could move. It was amazing. They can run a whole lot faster when they're chasing you. Yeah. <laughs> Believe like me. And, and I'll bet Ronnie Martin could fly going through those woods when, when that particular thing happened. I bet I Although that's do. the worst thing you can do is run from a bear. I, you're right. From what I hear, I think that's right, too. You're supposed to you know, stand your ground and be big and all those kinds of things. But yeah. um, I, I don't think you could outrun a bear that was coming at you. I mean, I don't care who you are. Not speed-wise, no. Uh, I don't think so. Well, and it's not your automatic instinct to run. Yep. Mine would probably be to lay down in the fetal position, scared to death. But. Which is probably a safe thing to yeah. do. Yeah. I can't imagine you in a fetal position. <laughs> that, that just doesn't fit your personality, bless your heart. Well, that was one thing we wanted to do when we went. We were hoping to see some bears, and we got to. So. Yeah. It was a big time. Have things kind of settled at the bank with uh, all this um, scaredness that's going on and everybody being um, people trying to 
uh, be almost too careful. I was noticing that uh, a lot of um, mental problems have really uh, risen since the the uh, the virus hit, and and all the media things that are going on. It's mm-hmm. just not a it's just not a healthy situation, and people. I just I just want people to get back to normal. And a lot of them have. We're seeing more and more of that. We're seeing the restaurants full, uh, uh, people going to the theater over here in Jackson Heights. And um, uh, that's that's the only thing that's going to get people back to a normal way of thinking. I, I just I, – uh, when is when, – all right, let's get to the, this thing, talking about normal. Right. When is this bank going to be finished on downtown because I keep going by it and it just I look and and I have this feeling of oh boy I, I thought to, the darn thing be would be to, finished by now and here it is able to tell progress is really being made it is yes oh my gosh you have to be able to tell that I, I hear that no. the Truman Jones conference room should be having a ribbon cutting by like the end of March is what I hear March that's what I think they see, that's what four, little over four months. It'll from be now. here before you know it. That's yeah. Bill promised that. Um, I'm just kidding about that last part. <laughs> what 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 are some of the changes that's going to make uh, the bank more available to the people than it was before? Well, I think, <clears throat> um, you know, the the immediate obvious answer is, you know, you're going to have a brand new facility on the square you know, for, for pinnacle, uh, account holders that would use that office. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's going to be a, a modern building It's obviously it's going to be very nice. I think I heard Bill recently sent out a, a communication to everybody in the bank, which he does pretty regularly because communication is important. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he said they're going to be something like 20 offices there. <clears throat> so there'll be a pretty robust offering in that site of, um, you know, different, financial expertise in that building which will be mm-hmm. great uh, and then of course there'll still be some um, some of us in the um, Miller Lowry building uh, across the street I don't know where Jan and I will be we'll wait for the boss to kind of tell us um, mm-hmm. that did but, you uh, did you offer any information as far as how you wanted your offices <laughs> to be built and I, what what's going to be they're available for I, you i leave bill jones alone as far as i'm concerned he you know he doesn't need my input i'm sure he gets enough input as it is yeah and, uh, i have enough i have enough to worry about on my own to uh, be giving him advice about what to do so. well please bring bill over to we bud do. mitchell's one morning that's a good uh, six o'clock breakfast oh, and of course ed ed lowry is there almost every friday morning okay. and we really have some great conversations uh on um uh, what's happening in, in our city sure in, in Murfreesboro that. and I think I think Bill would love it I think he would like being over there if we can just keep him and Ed apart we'll be okay <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure he could do that uh, let's see next week is Thanksgiving so that's probably not good but I bet the week after that he could do that so yeah. Jan will work that out what are y'all doing for Thanksgiving we usually go to Kentucky but we're not doing that this year she seems it's, so sad when she says I that. I am sad because that's where, that's the one day all the family gets together, and it's it's just hard with kids and significant others, and 
everybody's being pulled in all different directions and it's, it's hard so we have changed that to like a summer reunion instead of a thanksgiving get together and it's it's kind of sad so it'll just be you're going to bobby and and larry's folks uh, how many of them are still up there you should do thanksgiving on the boat and have everybody go to the boat for thanksgiving That's my idea. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so you're not well, going into the northern part where you can um, reclaim all the monies that you've lost over in the mountains? No. Hmm. Um, mom, ha mom is one of six, and all of her family is there for Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. Now, what part of Kentucky is that? It's in Clinton, Kentucky. Near which Mayfield. is away from everything yeah there's so nothing not around like it's right next to the tennessee border mm -hmm. when you oh, think okay. about it uh in the western part yeah. yeah we'll stay here and i think we'll do breakfast with terry's fam family and then uh, mom and dad and the ki kids will probably come over for supper thanksgiving day yeah house, so. is uh brother coming up from texas mm -mm. no nope. he only comes in in the summer yeah typically unless of course he came in this year for mom's birthday because she had a big one but typically oh. we see him in the summer yeah bobby and i are the same age now mm -hmm. yep. bless her heart <laughs> Truman, what are you going to do you traveling well i never travel i uh, i don't particularly care for travel but i do like to be around family hmm. so i don't know yet what we're going to do because uh Mike's wife, Robbie, had a, a little bit of a, um, I, I would call it a, a scare, a mm -hmm. medical scare, but she's, from what I can understand, she's doing fine. Good. So uh, I guess it's all dependent on what the ladies are going to do because the men, you know how we are. We <laughs> just, we just eat, eat and, and, yeah. and talk. That's about it. But, uh, but Thanksgiving has always been a fun time for us. Yeah. Uh, from the time that uh, I guess for the last 60 years it's always been a, a big family affair and very special what are you doing Ronnie? whatever my wife tells me we're doing so. yeah isn't it funny we don't realize how much the women manage and take care of us until these big events like that mm -hmm. but um um I've been blessed. You've been blessed. Uh, Janie, you, you're Terry's one of the ladies, blessed. so you have to work. Terry's been blessed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I enjoy cooking. I enjoy everybody being over there. So Yeah. yeah. Do you do a, are, you, are you all turkey people or do you ham people for Thanksgiving? I know we do it, everything. You do everything. We do everything. Full spread. Yeah. City ham or country ham? Uh, let me think. It's uh, city ham. I'll probably get a call now, but uh, <laughs> we do I think it's city ham. And, and then Dad usually cooks city ham for supper, and then mm. Terry deep fries turkey. So yeah. we have both awesome. It, you, it's it's one of those days that you have better be prepared to work out the next day. Yeah, because it it is really gonna put some weight on you yeah. during that one meal. The one meal, it's unbelievable. What's, but it's worth every bit of it. You always feel so miserable afterwards too, but it's. We, of course, there's always at least two football games, mm -hmm. NFL football games on uh, Thanksgiving. According to Dad, that's two naps. Yeah. He gets two naps so, that day. So yeah. Dallas always plays on Thanksgiving, and Detroit always plays on Thanksgiving. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. 
and we would always we would end up sound asleep on the floor after the big meal and everybody says it's not the turkey that makes you that way it's this all that you eat yeah yeah because we've always thought it was the turkey that would put you out Trip, it's a, tryptophan is what they call that it's yeah turkey so. yeah yeah that's pretty special as opposed to overindulgence mm-hmm. well so i'm trying to get back to the bank yeah what is going to is there anything going to be different with pinnacle bank once the building is completed and business comes around is it going to be business as usual and are you going to have a better uh, um, relationship as far as how the people are going to be able to um, do their banking business yeah i think one thing that will be noticeably um, you know noticeably better is um, sort of the circulation of that site if mm-hmm. you will and again this is just ronnie martin's observation from from looking at it um, but you know that was a pretty if you ever went through the drive through at the old site that was a pretty tight place to get yeah, through yeah um so in, the one on manchester highway is easy to get through well i think this one's going to be better because i think um the drive through is sort of away from the site and making it easier to get in and get out mm-hmm. and it really creates an opportunity for folks that are looking for speed to come in and come out uh, i think the speed limit's 40 through there uh, through the parking lot <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> Um, but you can get in. You can't even get through there now. Well, you can get in and out, I think, with less obstruction. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to come in, which, you know, we, we love it when people come in, um, you're going to have ample parking. And I think the layout is set up a little easier where people can, if you want to come in the bank, you can get in uh, easier. If you want to go to the drive through you can get in easier. And so yeah. um, I, I'm sure Bill worked really hard on that based on what we had. Um, to find some opportunities to improve that and from what i can see that looks like that's going to be the case so that'll that'll be great and look everybody loves being in new stuff right new cars new homes yeah. new buildings so that's going to feel good to both the clients that come in uh as well as uh, the people that work there they're going to have a a nice new building and you know the building that we're in is a pretty new building too so i mean uh, pinnacle's done a really good job of investing locally a lot of banks a lot of companies for that matter um, you know, you build a footprint and it gets really expensive to, um, from a procurement standpoint, to keep facilities current, up to date. And, um, you know, I think Pinnacle stretched the life out of that building they were in as long as they could. Yeah. Um, but to give them great credit for realizing the, the, the need to reinvest in that. And, and basically, <clears throat> within 12 months, you know, Pinnacle will have delivered two new offices in Rutherford County. Um, we just built the Medical Center Parkway office, which I've heard Bill say on multiple occasions is um, um, maybe not the office, but the land that was purchased there was some of the most expensive land that was purchased in in the history of the bank. But that was a corridor that you know we felt like we needed to be on and to have a presence. And is that I know it's availability probably more than anything else, but. It, I'm I'm not going to second guess him because he knows a whole heck of a lot more than I am. More than me too. I do, but it it um, to to spend money to, for those particular um, sub banks, you might say branches, retail yeah, branches. Yeah, yeah, 
it, it's um I, I know that i've i've gone to i don't like to get in downtown yeah anywhere i mean it it, it just um ruins my day when i get into downtown <laughs> so i'll stop over at the at the uh one on manchester highway and rutherford boulevard and That's i just love the people Barb, there barb, barb is always uh taking care of me and and yeah. uh it's um but I, I do like a lot of the people that you have in the downtown area. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I like meeting the people where I'm doing my business. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that makes it a, a fun thing for me. And I'm encouraged by it to know that the type of people that you have working there and are, and are taking care of so many of our um, future investments and, and whatever – so um um i I've, i still have do we ever reach out too much as far as the availability of the branch banks and um do you miss the relationships with those particular type people when they're not there in the downtown area where where the headquarters is you might say yeah i think the answer to that is, um, and I'm not going to speak for Jan. She can she can talk about this. But one of the things that, so you've got, I think from a business model standpoint, what you don't want is you don't want someone to say, "Hey, I live 12 minutes from the bank, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, branch XYZ of XYZ Bank is two minutes from my house, and so I feel like it's more convenient." So I think. There's a balancing act between how you use capital, how you spend capital for any company, whether regardless of what business you're in, and what does that capital return. And so I think Pinnacle, uh, which started with Calvary in Rutherford County, made the commitment a long time ago that they wanted to be the dominant financial institution in Murfreesboro and in Rutherford County. Yeah. And I think when you when you make that kind of statement, um, you knowingly go into that with the plans to make those types of investments because it's very hard to get somebody, especially in the city we have today, mm-hmm. from Las Casas to Christiana or to Blackman, you know, to think about those, that kind of pyramid that you've got. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it takes a lot of visionary thought to say we've got to be far enough out to be able to grab those people. So look at, you know, the office we have on uh, Broad Street, sort of on the country club, uh, going out towards Nashville on Murfreesboro Road. And then you mentioned Broad Street on the other end, mm-hmm. going towards Manchester. Um, <clears throat> and, and, you know, a downtown presence is something that's really important. But I think I think the leadership at Pinnacle and prior to that at Calvary understood that if we want to be the dominant bank, we've got to be close enough and have a footprint to people within the community where we're going to eliminate the proximity to a location being an obstacle for them to do business with our bank. And that's just one piece of the puzzle. You know, uh, technology probably wasn't as important when those buildings were being built as it is today. Um, but the branch offices serve a really critical role in making sure that we can offer a full complement of we've got this location here that's convenient. Mm-hmm. We've got a, a technology platform for those that use it that is superior. 
And when you start talking about whether they be consumer banking needs, commercial banking needs, small business banking needs, you know, Pinnacle has just made a, a very focused effort to say, we're going to invest in products to make sure, and people, uh, mm -hmm. to make sure that, you know, we are the dominant financial institution in Rutherford County. And um, I think you see a lot of other competitors that want access to this market because it's an amazing market with uh, great growth potential. But they're really looking at what's the cheapest way we can do this. Can we do it with just one branch office? Do we have to uh, invest the same amount in technology? Do we have to have a trust division or an investment division? Do we have to offer mortgages? Do we have to offer insurance? And, you know, can we partner with somebody without making those investments? I think, again, I think Pinnacle has been very intentional in saying, you know, we want to be the dominant player in this market. We want to maintain the local community bank feel, and we're going to hire people and set high expectations and let them go do the work. You know, a bank has to be able to reach out to the poor folks like me <laughs> and and uh, others and give them the same amount of attention mm -hmm. as as the big money people. Mm -hmm. That that to me that that uh, is an easy thing to do when you have the right people inside the bank and the people that understand that and just have that warmth and that feeling that they carry with them really makes a big difference, doesn't it? I think so, and you know, something else I meant to say, um, as you know, I start talking and I go off on these tangents, but um, when when clients that we have go to other branch offices, right? Mm -hmm. Jan, you wanna talk about that? Because we, we, we have these conversations all the time. We'll say, well, why did what we would call our person go over there? Mm -hmm. And I think what I would say is, from my perspective, I'm really thankful that we've got really good people to take care of those people because yeah. I've been other places where the whole customer service experience is different. You know, it's not like when you go to Starbucks, Starbucks should be the same no matter where you go. I think Pinnacle. I don't go to Starbucks. I, I, I can't afford to go there. <laughs> you probably don't. But, yeah. um, but most people have an expectation that the experience and the product is going to be the same. Mm -hmm. I think Pinnacle's done a really good job in whatever office you go into, you're going to get different names of people that are in that building. Mm -hmm. but a very, very similar commitment to the clients, to your needs, to service, uh, to doing a good job. But, but we still miss them when they don't come to us. Mm -hmm. And we work closely with colleagues in all the offices, so I'm comfortable when my clients go there because it's convenient, and I get that. But I also know if our customers have a problem, they're calling us, Yeah. and we're going to fix it. Yeah. Is that a big advantage in being downtown where you, you can – pretty much tackle any type of problem uh or would any of the branches jenny uh like the one that i go to um uh, could they handle everything at the branch or do you need to have uh, you have so many different offices in the big bank itself i think they can handle pretty much anything at the branch they may call us to see if it's something we had run into in the past but I mean, you can get help at any branch. I think our customers are just comfortable because they're used to calling us yeah. and getting what they need. And It's that familiarity, mm -hmm. too, of knowing. Yeah. Um, and, again, compliments to Pinnacle for, for hiring like-minded 
you know, people that share the same values and have the same mission. But um, we all know that, <clears throat> you know, you, you can go to certain places and the person makes all the difference in the world in your experience. Mm-hmm. I think Pinnacle's done a better job than average um, in making sure that wherever someone goes, and I would compare it to Starbucks. You, do you go to Chick-fil-A? I think that's a good comparison. No, I don't. Where do you eat out, Truman? Do you, where do you go to spend your You know food? where I'm going today? The Slick Alex. Pig. Oh, that's, oh, I had Slick Pig last night. Yeah, and uh, the Chop house. house. I love the Chop House Okay. It, 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 at lunch. Of course, if I buy the same uh, uh, um, whatever my selection is in the evening, mm-hmm. it's going to cost me a whole lot. But that's the way it is anyway. I've never understood why the value of food goes up in the evening. Yeah, that's right, because they need yeah. you to spend more. <laughs> you spend a lot more when, yeah. when you go there, and it's the same thing. So two, two big uh, news alerts. Uh, flash news alerts um the alley on main is now open at lunch downtown again so mm-hmm. we would invite you to come to lunch with us there that's that's uh, one of our favorite places to go and we've had sean and christy i think it was sean that came on the show one time but i don't think christy yeah they're uh, they are advertised uh, at the at the theater uh, theater six over there and off of broad street and they do a great job in in uh, relating uh that they would love to have everybody come in they're they're amazing people yeah. uh sean and christy sean and christy hackinson yeah um, they've got three boys but you know came here opened that restaurant and um very much have given back to the community and invest in the community and uh um, you know, just love them, love the family, and, and really love their food. Jan is a big fan of their French fries at lunch. Um, but yeah, the, other thing, <laughs> the other thing is we've got um, Red Bicycle, which is opened. It's open now on the square. What? And so Red Bicycle. So it's a coffee Never place. heard of it. You should go. You should try it. Where on the square? We could you could take Mitriette, and she would love the French crepes that they serve. Um, and so they have a great breakfast, great uh-huh. coffee. I'm, I think I'm going to go today for lunch with well, Sean and Tommy. Well, I've I've already committed to going to the Slick Pig. Well, get Brunswick stew. I had that last night. And it was amazing. Now tell me, you and Janny were part of the group that Bill wanted in his bank. Uh, and and what are they looking for? Because I know a lot of it is the relationship that you guys have sure. uh, across the community, uh, very much respected. And uh, that is the real strength of a bank, isn't it? To, to know the ones that uh, can be a great representative for their particular bank. Yeah, I think, you know, with any business you want to make certain that the people that you bring in um have shared values with Mm -hmm. the organization and so you know can can they um can they help the organization grow Mm -hmm. um you know in our case um, while there was a lot of connectivity to relationships that we had where we were and at pinnacle we were able to bring a significant amount of business to the bank mm-hmm. and hopefully we'll continue to be able to do that as we as we grow with Pinnacle. But I think the other thing is, you know, you want to make sure that you bring people in that, um, that can uh, adjust to a different environment. 
that can, um, you know, accept some different roles because, you know, we were in different roles at um, the bank we left mm -hmm. than where we are now. And so it takes some adjustment. Um, but there's been, you know, Pinnacle's been very warm and receptive to us and um, they've given us the opportunity and the resources to be successful. And we've tried to uh, reciprocate that, you know, that attitude towards them. Uh, very happy to be there, very thankful for the opportunities we've been given. Uh, it's a great family. Um, it's become a family to us. You know, it takes time for that to, for you to get to know people and work together. And But, you know, it's, it, it just, I can't say enough good things about it. I mean, we're very happy at Pinnacle and... Um, oh gosh, we're getting coughed on and everything else, are we? Jan does those. She, in she just came back from I can't the mountain. That was two or three, but she does that in threes. Yeah. Me, uh, why don't you send her home? No. You should do that. If I had to do that, she'd be at home all the time because she gets into those allergy sneezing fits. You know, I've never seen a year like this, and and I I've never been a uh, somebody that would sneeze, and and mine are. It's like a machine gun. It just goes one right after another and won't stop. I sneeze all the time. Yeah. Well, we, we, we've got allergies, of mm -hmm. course, and this time of year it, it gets even worse. So we're looking at maybe March of the, the finishing of the building. Yeah, I, I, that's Ronnie Martin's um, <coughs> number. I don't think Bill Jones has given a date, I think, in that last video. Did you watch that video he sent out? Did he say a date? I think he said into January, but yeah, I'm not gonna say that. I I'm gonna say gonna March. Say <laughs> I'm gonna build him in a buffer. Um, yeah, and, I, well, given the time, you know, there's been a lot of delays, and you never yeah. know what's gonna be delayed next. So. But once they're putting the glass in that building, once they get it dried in, so to speak, where they can finish out the inside, uh, I know it feels like it's taken a long time because it's mm -hmm. probably been somewhat inconvenient for Such people. Such an aggravation. But it's gonna be fantastic when it's done. Are you guys gonna have? parking private parking for for your workers there I, I park in the garage the county garage i try not to park in the <laughs> it's 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 um, i try to give my space to those that are more needy thanks you're welcome Jim. <laughs> no it, it's funny are, uh, are you gonna have a grand opening oh yes uh we will do that bill jones talked about that um, I, I don't know when, of course, that will be dictated by the construction schedule, but yes, we'll do that, and uh, we look forward to you being there. Will people be invited that have maybe $150 in the bank? Or, or Here's what I would tell you. You're always welcome. So whether it be the ribbon cutting or you've got $20 or $20 million, you're always welcome. That's I don't like going to ribbon cuttings. I, I never have liked that. You just stay away from the ribbon. Yeah. Uh, are are we going to have a meal, or we're going to? Uh, uh, Jan's in charge of that. It's still being planned. Do what? It's still being planned. We're still working on it. Yeah, <laughs> I think that would be nice. It will be nice, and you know what? Since Chop House is your favorite, we'll just take you to Chop House that day. So you don't want me there at the bank. You just want <laughs> no, to get me rid of me tour. and get me over. We're going to give you a private tour of the new bank, and then even take you to lunch. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah. I would like to tour every office there. <laughs> and uh, for the first time in, in, in uh, pretty much since this COVID thing started, I'll even wear a mask there. You won't have to. I don't think do you do I to get that. to go where the safes are and all that other sure. stuff? You know who the best We're not tour letting you anywhere is. near the money. <laughs> <Yeah. I> 
<laughs> Ronnie Martin is the best tour guide, and he will oh, show that's you cute, Dan. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, thank you, Ron. You're very welcome. And you know, don't be bothered by this, but um, I think we're at least three or four deep now on the name plaques for conference rooms, where we've told people we're going to name this conference room out of you. Yeah, but you're in the running. And so we're just going to substitute those names in and out as, as people come in. So, uh, hey, that's pretty smart. That's we try to do. What I don't do. think you ever answered the question earlier when he asked if everything was kind of getting back to normal at the bank. We kind of went off in another direction, but it is. I feel like getting back to normal. And well, I'm glad heavens. to hear that. Thank heavens. Yeah, you know something that um, was a little unique for for Jan and I is that. Um, we assumed some responsibility for some clients um, a few months ago that um, anytime you have people that you know leave the bank, uh, retire, new people come in the bank, there's some shifting of making sure that um, you know relationships are taken care of and, and things are done timely. And so we've picked up some of that responsibility. And so we're going through a little bit of a transition where we're having the opportunity to, to meet new people and to um, really kind of expand our, our core relationships. Uh, which has been fun. It's been uh, it's been challenging because you don't know a lot of those complexities of of people's individual banking, but um, you get an opportunity to meet new people and grow relationships. And so, you know, that's been different for us. But by and large, I do think most businesses have either returned back to some sense of normalcy if they survived COVID. Um, <clears throat> or, you know, they've right-sized their businesses to you know, take the alley, for example, they, they had to close for lunch for a while because they couldn't get help, right? They couldn't That's find people pretty to much work. common across the it, board. It was, but yeah. I, do think, I do think people are going back to work. Uh, and I think as, uh, again, not to get into the politics of this, but um, the sooner we stop mailing checks, I think the better off we'll be. So soon we stop what? mailing people checks to stay home and you know what i'd be doing is in my pajamas eating cheetos playing video games probably <laughs> um but i have to work so i can't do that bless your heart <laughs> hey you, you probably don't you have a couple of people are getting ready to retire mm, i don't know i'm not privy bill jones will be the person to ask that jan's not retiring i'm getting ready to retire she is not retiring <laughs> so, so she uh she and i don't have a problem she does that to me <laughs> Well, you know, we've run over. I guess people are getting aggravated with me, but I, I didn't want to stop. But we got a little pink thing there, Janie. It says uh, wrap up the show. Cease and desist. Yeah. <laughs> would, you, would you please do that for me? End the show. Well, who have you got? What's tomorrow? Music tomorrow? Yeah. So, yeah. All right. This is the end of the show. It was good <laughs> to be here. Thank you for having us. Have a great weekend. Truman, thanks for being on. Oh, I always Your enjoy y'all. We'll y'all a lot you of fun. Breakfast tomorrow? Yeah. What? <laughs> no. I have to work. <laughs> All right, guys. Okay. We'll see you in the morning at nine. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard. It's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450 and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.